Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook. Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. Happy May. If anybody can, you know, tell me where this year has gone so far, please feel free to give me a shout out and tell me what's happened. Feels like it is flying by. Today I want to talk about how to focus on the right things of work using Stephen Covey's four quadrants as a framework. This is a, a tool that I learned about years ago, I took a Stephen Covey course, and it really has stuck with me. At its essence, the four quadrants is about time management or time utilization. If you're anything like me, you've kind of had it up to your eyeballs with people talking, articles, everybody wants to talk about time management. And I didn't really want to go there. I want to look at this from a different vantage point. Rather than being time management, let's let's look at the four quadrants as a tool to manage our activities better. Are we doing the right things in our work to get the results that we're being held accountable to achieve? Obviously, the four quadrants can be used at home. It can be used in any area of your life. But because this is a career management podcast, that's what we're going to talk about. My challenge for you as you listen to this episode is going to be this. After listening, I want you to decide to make a small but significant shift in one of the quadrants that's going to serve you, that's going to get you better results. A shift that will be, you know, maybe minor in the overall scheme of things, but will yield a substantial shift. And I'm actually giving you an example for myself at the end of this episode so you can get an idea of how this might work. For the uninitiated of you, or for those of you that need a reminder, here are the four quadrants. First, we have quadrant one, which is urgent and important. Quadrant two, not urgent, but important. Quadrant three, urgent, but not important. And quadrant four, not urgent, not important. Let's get specific here. So quadrant one is referred to as the quadrant of necessity. It's the things you need to do immediately. And these things, again, are urgent and important. But the trade-off is if you are living in this quadrant, it can really lead to burnout and it can take time away from doing those strategic things that aren't urgent, but are extremely important. So examples of quadrant one activities would be resolving crises, putting out fires. So being very reactionary to things that are happening, pressing problems. Again, you're having to react to them. Projects with deadlines. Now, Obviously, if you're given a project and it has a deadline, you're going to have to live there. So I think the challenge is with quadrant one is how can we eliminate some of those crises, fires that we find ourselves putting out? 
And that can often be helped by spending more time in quadrant two, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, because that's where we get to be more proactive and more strategic. And maybe if we spend more time in quadrant two, we find that there are less fires to be put out where we're having to be in quadrant one. So quadrant two is the quadrant of quality. This is where you do the important things that lead to real success, long-term viability for your company, you know, your career, all of that. And the best way to ensure that you're spending an appropriate amount of time in quadrant two, because you can't spend all of your time there, we just alluded to that, is to calendar in these activities and keep track of what you are doing. And you're going to see a good example of this in my example of myself. So some things that you might do in quadrant two, relationship building and networking. And this is one that I, of course, as, as a career coach, I'm constantly preaching to my clients about how to spend a small amount of time ongoing, not just in job search mode, but always on your networking so that when you need your network, you don't have to start from scratch. It hasn't gone fallow on you. You know, you've become distant to people and you're kind of having to reintroduce yourself to them. So relationship building and networking is, is a quadrant two activity. Planning and preparation. Prevention, right? So we talked about how do we eliminate some of those fires that we're having to put out in, in quadrant one. Well, it's by spending that time in prevention, thinking through how do we avoid what keeps coming up in quadrant one? How can we mitigate that? Can't mitigate it all, but you can definitely reduce it by spending time in planning, preparation, and prevention. And then finally, empowerment. So whether you are working to empower yourself, empower your team, that's a quadrant two activity. Quadrant three is the quadrant of deception. The key here is to recognize that these tasks don't need to be done right away and can even be delegated. They seem to be important in the moment because they're urgent, right? So these are the urgent but not important. They're not as urgent as they seem. The challenge is not allowing someone else's urgency to become yours. So just because, you know, someone else has maybe procrastinated, put off their part of a project, and now it's become your problem at the last minute or, you know, something else that's become urgent because of someone else doesn't need to make it your urgent problem. So here are some examples. So interruptions. So if you are someone who has a lot of problems with people just walking in and plopping and kind of laying your laying their problems at your feet, how can you structure your day? You can still have that open door policy, but how can you do it in such a way that people aren't just coming in to you know, again, lay a, an urgent issue on your feet or just to chit chat, that kind of thing. Other examples of quadrant three would be some phone calls, some mail, some reports, some meetings. So to the degree that you have control over those things, how can you minimize the time spent on them? How can you accept, exit yourself? <laughs> I just made a word up, I think. How can you excuse yourself from meetings that you don't need to be in? Is there someone you can delegate that report to? So where can you minimize and where can you delegate? And again, also with Quadrant 3, recognize that just because someone else is urgent about something doesn't mean that you have to be. Quadrant 4 is the Quadrant of Waste. 
These are activities that aren't urgent, aren't important, and you obviously want to spend as little time as possible in quadrant four. There's really no upside to quadrant four. Some examples would be busy work, right? So really looking at the things that you do, do they need to be done at all? So a lot of the things with quadrant four, it's not a matter of needing to delegate them or, you know, do them, but not right away. It's let's not do them at all. So busy work, some phone calls, whether that's a call you're making or a call you're receiving, you know, so an example, I would say, because I own my own business and I don't have to answer the phone if I don't want to, is if the person that calls me isn't in my phone, right, so that doesn't show up as this is Sue calling me, then I'm going to let that go to voicemail because I don't want to be interrupted with what I'm doing. It's probably a telemarketer or scammer or something anyway. If it is a family member, then I decide, okay, you know, am I expecting a call? Is this maybe something I want to take right away because I've asked a question and I'm getting my answer? Or can I let that go to voicemail too and answer that at a time when it suits me? Some mail and some other kind of time wasters, right? So whether that's Oh, recognizing that whenever I go to the break room to refill my coffee or get my my water or whatever, this happens and that's a huge time waster for me. So how can I solve that so that I can go get what I need and come back and, and be more effective? So how do you figure out where the shift is that needs to take place for you? Step one has to be an honest look at how you are currently spending your time at work. So some of you who do pretty similar things every day, and it's pretty much Monday is the same as Wednesday is the same as Friday, you could look at one day and just take a typical day and calculate, you know, to keep track as the day goes on, how am I spending my time and and sorting it out by quadrant one, quadrant two, quadrant three, and quadrant four. For others of you that have more variety, you may have to look at a larger span of time, whether that's a week or even a month, to really get a sense of how you're spending your time over that span of time. Again, I'm using myself as an example. So And I'm going to let you know the shift that I'm going to make that I'm committing to and have already started since I wrote this this episode out. So here's here's what I have. And and this doesn't come out to 40 hours a week, a because I tend to work closer to 30 hours a week. And keep in mind that when I'm working 30 hours a week, I'm working 30. I'm not there is no I don't have a water cooler. I don't have a break room. I don't have a you know, I don't chat with (laughs) I'm here by myself. I do get up from my desk to let the dogs out more frequently than I'd like, and I fuss at them about it, but that's it. So quadrant one for me, those urgent, important things are writing my clients' resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn profiles. That's all on a timeline that they are given in writing up front. That's that's definitely project-oriented timelines. I spend about 10 hours a week doing that. Coaching calls with my clients and consults with prospective clients takes about 12 hours a week. Writing and producing this podcast each week takes about two hours. Responding to emails from clients, prospective clients, etc., two hours a week. And again, these are urgent and important messages. In processing new clients takes me probably about an hour a week. It just depends. I do Sunday preparation for the coming week. That's an hour. And I meet with my VA, my virtual assistant, and my own coach, and that's about an hour a week. So that's about 19. So let's just say 20 hours a week or so I spend in quadrant one. You're starting probably to see 
where my shift needs to be. I hope you've already picked up on that. The quadrant two, so those not urgent but important things. I attend some meetings. I belong to the Society for Human Resource Management, the Big Ben chapter here in Tallahassee. So I attend SHRM meetings. That's a couple hours a month. I attend Elevate Women's Network meetings, and I'm also in a squad, of which is like a mastermind, and that's about two hours a week. I do other professional development, and it's usually about two hours a month. I do networking via LinkedIn and Fairy God Boss for two hours a month. That's 15 minutes twice a week, every week. I do budget management for about an hour a week, and then I plan for business growth and expansion, including new programs, for about four hours a week. So my total there is only about seven hours a week versus quadrant one is 19 hours a week. Quadrant three, urgent but not important. I couldn't really think of anything that I do. I'm not saying it's not there, but I couldn't, as I looked through my schedule, I couldn't come up with anything that I did there. And largely because no one else is bringing their urgencies on me, right? Like, I don't accept other people's urgencies as my own. Quadrant four, I did probably say that about two hours a week, which is not acceptable. I go down a rabbit hole on unimportant emails, you know, things that as I'm answering it, I'm like, why am I taking my time to answer this? Why am I filling this out? Why am I checking this program out, right? Those kinds of things I could minimize even more. So here's what I learned from my doing this exercise. Number one, I spend the vast majority of my time in quadrant one, 19 hours versus seven hours versus two hours. And that can lead to burnout, as I said at the outset. I get tremendous satisfaction from planning for the growth of my company, thinking about new programs, working on new ideas, right? And of course, the quadrant one activities tends to kind of overtake that. So what I'm committing to is carving out an additional two hours a week to engage in planning, program development, business growth. So I'm going to take two hours from quadrant one, maybe some of that quadrant four rabbit hole email stuff and cobble together two hours. And rather than setting that up ahead of time, because I set up my calendar by the quarter, I'm going to set that up on Sundays and I'm going to look at my schedule and see, okay, where, you know, where are there like holes that clients haven't grabbed a slot yet. I don't have a prospective client at that time. And I can cobble together at least an hour. So maybe it's two one-hour blocks. Maybe it's one two-hour block. But I'm going to look at my calendar and see, okay, you know, for example, maybe on this day, I've got three clients back-to-back. Well, that's enough. So that fourth slot that is open, I'm going to use that for quadrant two activities because, you know, frankly, I don't necessarily want to do four hours of coaching back to back. So my question to you that I that I posed at the outset is what one change will you make that has the potential for a tremendous ROI on your productivity, your job satisfaction and the results that you're getting? I would love it if you would let me know. Shoot me an email, Lisa, L-E-S-A at exclusivecareercoaching.com. If you have any questions about this and how to do it or thoughts about how you should approach this, feel free to shoot me an email. But think about this and think about, okay, where is an area where I'm frustrated that I'm not getting the results that I want to get? I'm not spending enough time in this area. And it's probably a quadrant two activity. It really should be. And where can I find the time? How much time do I need? 
Where can I pull from? How can I minimize something from quadrants one, three, or four to make the time to, to do that important strategic planning, capacity building, empowerment piece? I hope this has been helpful. Hope it's been some good food for thought, and I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.